Greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I'm Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Merry uh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Um, so we're going to discuss three Christmas pictures tonight. Um, but before we do that, is there anything you guys have watched recently that you'd like to talk about first? I uh, saw the new Spider-Man. Yeah, Ooh, me too. You did? Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> How was oh. it? It was awesome. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I liked it. Fuck. I'm going to see it this week sometime. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Shit. Looks I, good. Sounds good. I just yeah. binged all the other ones before that. <laughs> yeah. It's a good idea. I watched the Tom Holland ones. I've seen yeah. the other ones. The Tobey Maguire ones, I've seen a bunch, but yeah, I don't even think I saw the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I, the Although I do like Andrew Garfield a lot, you know, but I also like Tobey Like, I like all the people who played Peter Parker, honestly. Like, I think they've all done a good job, and I, I can't decide on a favorite, because they're all too different from each other. So... But I liked Andrew Garfield in Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I liked his style. But Tobey Maguire had the more memorable voice. So it's like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tom Holland is just really good at emoting. And it's like, yeah, they're all good. Yeah, and he's age appropriate for the role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was good, though. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'll see it this week, I think. Cool. That's pretty much all I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, well, I did see something else. Um, but we'll get to... I'll talk about that when the time comes. Um, so... Yeah, I guess we'll start talking about the Christmas movies that we chose. Um, oh, I saw Pig finally. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was definitely a journey. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. The plot line made it seem like such a B movie, but it was just yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah good on all fronts i let I, i've i've never i it's rare that i feel so close to nicholas cage i mean <laughs> you know when you really feel invested in a character's journey and and their experience and what they want to like what they like get like accomplishing their goal and and stuff like that like this movie was it it really kind of, in a way, made you sort of feel like a fly on the wall. It was interesting. Like, I like that approach. It was cool, you know? It was like a microscopic view of humanity or something like that. Nicolas Cage, of course, like, just, he got so into the character and Hell just the yeah. emotions and the experience of it and that feeling that loss, like, oh, it was really sad. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, 
the revenant just a little bit like i mean not in the same way as that movie but just similar like emotional journey Mm -hmm. he's a good actor yeah just chooses shitty movies all (laughs) just picks up whatever's (laughs) thrown at him yeah yeah he has worked with scorsese though i mean he's won an oscar yeah yeah leaving las vegas jesus you see that that trailer for that new movie he's in, in about himself. He plays himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> looks good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it yet because I I'm just I'm a little frustrated that now Nicolas Cage is gonna be in a movie where he plays himself because like I actually sort of already had that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I so one time at work I was zoning out and. I got really into the topic of actors who overact in the best ways, you know, and eventually we started talking about like a movie that would star John Travolta, Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage, and they would be going into space and be filmed on a, in a spacecraft for the movie. And their egos get in the way of the production and everything starts going haywire and everything goes all wrong. Like, <laughs> And, and like, I was like envisioning this idea of like, what would happen if like the first half of the movie would be like the three, three of the best over actors of all time, you know, John Travolta, Nicolas Cage and Tom Cruise on a spaceship in, in outer space. And like, and something goes wrong because of how, how like ridiculous they are and into their egos they are. And that's like the first half of the movie. And then the second half of the movie, like their ship like goes off. It, it like something happens and it gets warped into some sort of alternate dimension and the movie gets into like really psychedelic like 2001 a space odyssey type <laughs> of weird like identity swap type of things and like i was thinking like this one scene where nicholas cage wakes up and tom cruise is like his mother and like <laughs> she's like is trying to breastfeed it and nicholas cage is like oh no no and getting sprayed in the face with breast milk and all this stuff <laughs> and his face is like superimposed on a, on a small like body kind of like whatever that wayans brother movie was like i was oh, having right. like all these weird thoughts about how funny that movie would be but now nicholas cage is in a movie where he's playing himself and i'm like uh all right fine you know that's how it has to be yeah <laughs> I mean, it's my fault for not writing the damn thing, you know? Like, I could have written it, pitched pitched it to all three of them, been like, what do you guys think? Like, let's try it. Nick Cage would be in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Nicolas Cage would do anything, you know? (laughs) Anyway. So, speaking of... um, I don't know what I was going with there. It's, I, I was going to say speaking of, but then I couldn't think of what I was trying. <laughs> um, okay, Christmas. So let's dive into uh, let's dive into these Christmas pick, p- productions. Um, <clears throat> the one I chose. Okay, so the last since we've been doing this show, every year we do a Christmas episode, and every year at least one of them tends to be foreign. You know, one year we did a, a Norwegian film. One year we did a French film. This year, I thought, hmm, why not? Why not choose a Russian film? You know, see what their spin on Christmas is. See what they have going on. You know, and I, but the thing is, like, I, it's hard to really know where to begin. You know, and 
of course I didn't like ultimately think of Russia first. I was kind of thinking of like what other like countries could have interesting Christmas movies. And then I remembered Mystery Science Theater 3000 talked about, talked about a movie called, at the time it was titled Jack Frost and it was made in 1964. And uh, <clears throat> the actual title is according to the film, I'm trying to pronounce it the way the, the people in the film pronounce it, Morsko. Um, nice. Did I do it? <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, uh, and uh, it's kind of like a psychedelic fairy tale. I mean, it has sort of fam familiar elements of like Snow White and Beating the Beast and like familiar kind of little tales. But it's kind of done with a twist. It's Cinderella. It's, yeah. Oh, definitely Cinderella. It's like all three mixed into one, which is yep. sweet. And we got a little bit of animal stuff going on too. And uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it is a, it is definitely a low budget production. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if it were like a made for TV thing. Um, it's very stage like. I think it was. I, was yeah. I read the Wikipedia a little bit. It's, still gets plays all the time on <laughs> that yeah. area of the world. <clears throat> yeah. Um, apparently this is, this is popular and it's, and it's, country of origin um and yeah, it's so like just, it's, it's just a general classic holly holiday themed fairy tale i guess yeah and uh yeah it's pretty offbeat you know you got like um this mom she's got these two daughters um one of them is almost like an adult baby uh let's see the other one is like kind of this quaint girl who sort of she kind of just gets she's kind of just generally in over her head in like everything she does <laughs> um every decision she makes ends up being a challenge um and then the other sister is just it's weird because the mom is trying to sort of glorify this adult baby sister who's always whining and acting weird and <clears throat> at one point she's like eating nuts and cracking them and spitting them out that oh, made yeah. me laugh <laughs> I laughed oh, that <laughs> yes um and uh let's see um the mom is evil to the good daughter like she at one point forces her to knit like a sweater or something and like do it like before midnight or i, I don't know i forget what exactly what it was but she she like basically forces her to knit sweaters it's really like evil shit and uh <clears throat> meanwhile there's this idiot bouncing around in the woods. I mean, the, <laughs> the first time you see him, <laughs> the first time you see him, he, he's getting mugged. Um, and then he proceeds to, okay, so then he, he encounters some sort of prophecy in the form of a mushroom, like a bouncing mushroom dude. He's like an oh, old guy. With, well, when he got mugged too, he chucked some, uh, <laughs> some mallets up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, check offs, fucking clubs. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I was like, "What is he doing?" I thought they were gonna come yeah. falling back on him in the same scene, but I don't know. yeah, but they just vanished. <laughs> they asked, "Like, where'd they go?" Oh, they'll they'll fall yeah. down later next season. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. So he encounters a prophecy in the form of a, of a bouncing. Uh, mushroom man he's like an old guy with a big beard with a high-pitched high-pitched voice um we, i watched the english dubbed version by the way that's on youtube um yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the one that I was on uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, but the, okay, the only thing is that in that version, they cut out the musical numbers. <laughs> Excuse me. And in this version, there are like, I think there's like four or five musical numbers in this in this picture and all of them are in russian um mm -hmm. so i don't know what those songs are about but they sounded kind of cool you know they're kind of flowery you know um let's see so he encounters the mushroom he at some point he gets a prophecy so t telling him to not do okay not mistreat small like little things not i forget what they were but it's like these things to not do and of course, he proceeds to do all of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's almost like, don't do this, something, something, something. It's like he didn't hear the don't part. Like, this guy makes every mistake in the book and somehow manages to miracle it throughout the journey. Um, at one point, he, in front of this innocent girl, like the innocent daughter, um, he tries to sort of exert his sort of prowess by demonstrating in front of her how he can kill a bear which of course she's like no don't do that like it has cubs you're gonna like leave her babies as orphans but he doesn't give a fuck of course he's gonna do it anyway and so then she like puts a bucket over his head <clears throat> and then she pulls the bucket off and suddenly he's like a bear man who is like who charges her you know which is like that was kind of an intense moment oh a creepy um, creepy mask too mm -hmm. <laughs> super creepy like you know yeah this ain't zootopia i'll just leave it at that <laughs> and he um, asked her to marry him too right when they met yeah that's like the first thing he does he's like a gaston type of character yeah he's even um, looking at himself in a mirror the whole beginning uh, yeah. yeah um oh and actually she has a similarity to bell in the fact that she has a crazy dad i mean oh my god i think disney borrowed like a few elements just a few like you know but then they kind of did their own thing with it you know and made it like more charming and more upbeat and also more magical too because this movie is like the magic in it is more there's not as much logic to it like it's more nonsensical like if you do the wrong thing terrible things will happen and none of it will ever make any sense so oh, there is a feather up that <clears throat> flew around <laughs> yeah there's like a scene it's like the Macbeth type of thing where the guy follows the dagger only in this it's a dude following a feather which there was like a bird nearby that he could have easily plucked a feather for, from he went near it and it didn't move an inch so she he easily could have plucked a feather from it but instead he chose to walk all the way into a field and then look up and get a bow and arrow and shoot one out of the sky <laughs> animated birds too yeah. they're like drawings yeah. of birds yeah and so it's dead and all he does is pluck a feather out and then he throws the feather in the air and he follows the feather there's a funny there's a really funny blue screen or not super imposition like where the feather is like going through all these different landscapes and i mean it's a like real cheapy sort of cutesy odd beat offbeat type of movie you know uh but yeah he turns into a, a man bear he chases a bunch of children begging them to let him do a good deed uh, and then he eventually bumps into a blind lady who needs help carrying some hay or wood or something like that. And he actually, not only does he carry the stack for her, he also carries her. And then they have a nice little charming conversation. Um, 
and she's not judging him because of course like she can't see that he's a man bear um <clears throat> and uh let's see what else happened um there's that arranged marriage plot thing with the steps because mm-hmm. they're steps it was that's what the other part was the step yeah sister yeah like um where the mom like she hates the good daughter so much that she decides to dump garbage over her and like draw like draw all over her face and paint her all like brown shit colors shit and piss colors so she looks like a like a poopy pissy girl and then she goes over to her sister and i mean the, the okay so the man baby or the adult baby sister angry lady she already looks like really pale and odd like her lips look really chapped and then the mom decides to like pancake her face with like rosy cheeks just to make her look even more pretty look like a doll Uh, yeah but then of course it doesn't matter because then the then she misbehaves in front of the suitor and he he rejects her anyway so then the mom decides to dump her daughter out in the middle of the woods who and she for whatever reason forces the dad to do it even though the dad doesn't want to do it it's obvious that he's gonna uh, gonna like turn against the mom um yeah, he, but he doesn't dad's anyway. abused too <laughs> yeah yeah the dad is probably is like abused like not quite as much as the daughter but like still like pretty heavily it's pretty much just like the the adult baby sister who gets treated like a golden princess um oh eventually okay so eventually the man bear gets turned back into a dorky human guy bouncing around the woods um but with morals now yeah with morals (laughs) um which is pretty convenient because then he ends up encountering the baba yaga um this like old she like you see like she might have been my favorite part of the the whole film she's like this really intense like deranged looking witch lady who lives in like a floating house like a miyazaki movie and she had legs (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and she looked not she looked like a walrus i loved her so much at one actually a few points in the movie she does a very sexy dance where she starts wiggling her hips <laughs> and like snapping and clapping and she starts shimmying and doing the shuffle and it's just like this is so so strange you know and at one point he tra- she tries to seduce like a group of I think they were the same bandits she tries to seduce them and it's just so funny I'm just like wow this lady she's a trip um and she, I, she ends up getting defeated in some stupid way. I, <clears throat> I forget exactly what happened there. It was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was there, there. There were a number of different things that happened in this movie. Immediately, um, he pushes her into the oven, but then later, oh she, yeah, later she teams up with those bandit dudes. Yeah, yeah. after the the living trees brought him into the house. <laughs> oh, yeah those trees were funny <laughs> i love the living trees yeah that was cool that was like two towers type stuff like, yeah, was cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, lord of the rings yeah like this movie was all kinds of stuff i i don't know it really was i don't know it was something else like i it was it was it, i somehow i sort of knew where it was going and yet at the same time i didn't like I didn't know that it was going to throw so much random stuff at you, you know? Um, 
Oh, and Jack Frost, like he eventually enters into the picture too. He's not really much of the plot. Like he ends up, I mean, he is important, but not that important. Like considering that the movie's called Jack Frost. Um, let's all see. I, yeah, all I got is he puts snow back into trees that fell off yeah. the trees. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, which was nice because by the time I watched this movie, I was in desperate need of real snow and I uh, got real snow. So that was nice. Um, it, it, it was lovely to sort of see him show up and put snow everywhere. Um, at one point, oh, he like freezes a bird, gives it to the good daughter. He, he like breaks it off of a stem and hands it to her, which is like, oh, that's kind of morbid. Like he like froze a bird. Um, ultimately, yeah. it all ends up. Yeah. He what did he do with it? Because she was she denied wanting any help, even though she was freezing to death. And she's like, "Oh, you're a good kid." Because yeah. uh, I don't know. Oh, and then he, yeah, so he gave her like that big box of diamonds and shit. Yeah. And then the the stepsister went out in the middle of the, in the <laughs> to the same spot and was just munching down on <laughs> food and shit like a pig and. Jack Frost shows up and he just, you know, like, oh, you're a bitch. Fuck you. Yeah. He ends up just wigging her out. That's kind of just it. I thought he was going to freeze her for a second. That would have been funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she pretty much just shrieks, runs away. The the mom fucks off. Um, (laughs) Eventually, the guy gets, like, yeah. The guy ends up doing like not making a mistake eventually. Um, well, I mean, sort of haphazardly. Like you could tell, he still hasn't really learned as much as he should. But at the same time, he's obviously he's been humbled by having to experience life as a man bear <laughs> enough that he's re- he's ready to move on into and put his childish ways behind and actually become a man. Like it's basically it's a coming of age story in which somebody decides to find the find direction um they find they finally set their priorities right they put aside their greed their disobedience and finally actually start making positive decisions for themselves and for people around them it's kind of the lesson um it's done in sort of a haphazard way i suppose uh oh the bandits come back at the end Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they you team want... up with the witch lady yeah <laughs> uh, I don't know they were attacking him and the yeah the, the good little daughter um, yeah and then, yeah there was just, there was just a fight scene type thing <laughs> the, I don't know where the club <laughs> yeah. and then the clubs start falling from the sky <laughs> yeah hitting them <laughs> that was funny Oh, yeah. That it was. It was. It was a perfect way to bring the story to a full circle. Like it begins and ends the same way. Kind of like Lost, actually. Like it's about you know circular or circular plot structure, whatever the whole thing is. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Fairy tales ever after. People get married. Um. And they live happily ever after. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, 
The journey is fraught with danger, excitement, suspense, humor. I mean, I got to admit, I laughed quite a bit at the, at the sexy, you know, seductress. <laughs> witch. Or, or when like, she was looking out into the forest, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. This movie is full of wonder, magic, mystery. I, I mean, I don't know. To me, I it was a it, it was an exquisite Christmas movie. Um, although I gotta admit, like, I think I would probably enjoy the Rift Tracks version more. Yeah, um, I think yeah. so. <laughs> I, I'm curious to hear it. Um, yeah, uh, but nonetheless, I enjoyed it on its own terms. Honestly. Um, I was in the right mood. I, I really just needed like something that, you know, put me into some other um, w- universe altogether. And, and I got what I wanted with this one. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'd give it. Honestly, I can't decide. I'm divided between a four and a five. I, <laughs> I, re- I really love this one. Honestly. <laughs> I, I really loved it. Like, and you know, I mean, Wizard of Oz <clears throat> rewatching it today, like, the movie's been restored so many times and uh, like to its original sort of, you know, look that like you look at it now on a high def TV and you can sort of start to see the seams and you can sort of see the hokiness of the sets. You can see the shadows on things that are actually painted, you know, things like that. There is, there is like with time, uh, an, there is an artificiality of The Wizard of Oz that does tend to kind of develop. However, that movie works because it's such an escapist sort of piece where you watch it and it's just crazy nonsense that you can just enjoy for two hours and not think about real life. For me, this movie is kind of the same thing. I mean, it's definitely a slower film. It's a more eccentric film. I, I don't think it would be for all tastes. It's kind of slow. Um, not a whole lot happens in it. It's pretty much just about a guy making a lot of stupid decisions and then eventually learning a lesson and moving on. And that's kind of it. Like, but <clears throat> whatever, I, I still enjoyed it. <laughs> so, but you guys are welcome to trash it now if you'd like, because, you know, I, I can understand <laughs> this isn't quite in line with the type of stuff we usually watch. <laughs> I, I just kind of found it a little boring, but yeah. I, I love the set pieces and the costumes and stuff. I gave it, I give it a two and a half. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I found it real boring as well. That was a nice <laughs> downfall for it. Yeah. So I I'd give it like a what two and a half? Yeah, or no, not two and a half. Uh, two. Yeah. Oh, you know what this movie kind of reminded me of? Um, what was it? X-rated X-rated Alice in Wonderland from the seventies? Um, X-rated music musical comedy, um, Alice in Wonderland. Like, if you ever see that, that one's really really funky and strange and goofy and all over the place. But I I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit. This kind of reminds me of that in a weird way. I mean, or I should say that kind of reminds me of this because this was made before that. Like, I can think of a few movies this kind of reminded me of actually. I think I would enjoy it a lot more on a second viewing. Maybe if I can, if they put out a higher def version as well. But, yeah. Yeah. I agree. This movie is in desperate need of a restoration. 
um, <laughs> the colors, even, I mean, I, you know, I was trying to compare them and I don't know, they all look pretty desaturated, which I know like that had to have been a pro like maybe it aged like the film aged or whatever, or maybe the, the copy they had aged. I don't know. I feel like this film could really do with a restoration though, for sure. So, yeah. So. All right. So that brings us to your choice, Zach. Yep. Mine is also called Jack Frost. <laughs> 90s Jack Frost. 97 specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's funny what was the other one was 96 which one came first uh, this one or the other one i think this one i think the, the michael keaton was 98 yeah okay yeah the michael keaton one was 1998 and that was a family movie wonder how many times that got rented this got rented by mistake i'm yeah. sure a bunch i'm <laughs> sure or, or even worse, the VHS tapes, like the tape themselves getting put in the wrong case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be the worst. It's like little kids like expecting to see Michael Keaton singing on a stage going, have a holy jolly Christmas. And then instead they get like, like this deranged psychopath like murdering people in these funkadelic ways like... <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, I'm gonna read the Wikipedia plot yeah All right. on a snowy December night a state execution transfer vehicle crosses into the quiet backwater town of Snowminton <laughs> yeah Gotta be right on the nose, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect name for a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, inside the serial killer, Jack Frost, who eluded police for years and left a trail of 38 bodies across 11 states before finally being arrested by Sam <laughs> Tiller, the sheriff of Snowminton. Jack is scheduled to be executed at midnight but Jack kills the guard and the vehicle crashes into a genetic research truck. Jack is exposed to chemicals from inside the truck, causing him to dissolve and fuse with the snow. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Like a superhero <laughs> origin story right here. Yep. Yeah. It also kind of reminded me a little bit of that movie Ghost in the Machine about the, the serial killer who he dies and somehow his his body or his mind gets transferred into the electrical into like an elect he like dies during like an electrical storm or something and somehow he gets into the electricity and can kill people with microwaves and various like electronic devices <clears throat> anyway. i haven't seen that one but that sounds interesting <laughs> it's, an un it's an unusual one you know uh, despite news reports of Jack's demise Sam cannot forget Jack's threats of vengeance uh, Old Man Harper is found murdered and soon afterwards a local bully named Billy 
is killed when he is pushed into the way of an oncoming sled getting decapitated hell yeah <laughs> yeah so um i have to say like all right so i get why like the the police officer i mean the police officer was the main character and i understand that he was like focused on catching the the serial killer but like i thought he kind of behaved a little bit insensitively to the dad in that situation like saying <clears throat> like like okay first of all the guy blames his kid which is a perfectly understandable reaction because his kid was there and it's the sheriff instead of being sympathetic or was he the sheriff or was he just the i guess yeah, it doesn't I matter think but, was, yeah I think okay the sheriff. the sheriff like instead of being sympathetic which would have made sense because it was his kid he instead says listen i'll just i'll talk to you about this later uh, i'll talk to you about it tomorrow or whatever he said like he just like he kind of just poo-poos it like a little bit and the guy and he just kind of shrugs it off and it kind of made me hate his character like <laughs> I, I mean i kind of found all the characters in this to be really intolerable like i yeah, kind of just wanted everybody to die like yeah um, but you know you Definitely have to root for somebody uh, it's like rooting for the snowman really <laughs> yeah to kill everyone in town yeah yeah get some cool deaths just want to see him <laughs> i don't like any of these people <laughs> yep. yep you got the one death the one death i didn't really understand was the axe death where <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he killed him with an axe but he didn't kill him with the actual like axe like he didn't act he, he didn't kill him with the actual axe he killed him with the hand like with the handle of the axe which yep. is sort of like I just didn't really understand that. Like, I was just kind of confused a bit. Like, yeah, it was like, did it go through his head, or was it supposed to be down his throat? I thought it was. I picked. I thought it was down his throat, but because he was like laying on the ground flat. Yeah, yep. it's just like straight up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> no idea. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of that stupid movie Boogeyman, where. Oh, there was that dumb, oh, that stupid, dumb death scene where the the girl or the the guy gets skewered with scissors, and the scissors like go through the back of his head and are like like the front of them come out of his mouth, right? And then his girlfriend, something happens. She trips and falls on his mouth, and and dies. And even though the like the blades were like hardly even out of his mouth at all, and somehow the scissors like skewered through her, her head like that's that's stupid that's bullshit like i hated that so much when i saw that movie that that was i mean that movie already sucked to begin with but when that happened i was like okay like what did what, are, is she dead <laughs> yeah i don't think i've seen that one yeah it's not nope. good <laughs> <laughs> The Boogeyman. Uh, it's the Uli Lommel, the nineteen, the early 80, 1980, I think it was Boogie Boogeyman. I think it's called. Yeah. I mean, I'll check it out at some point, but <laughs> you might already have it. Who knows? Yeah, I, mean, it, I might. <laughs> it, it's pretty out there and available. Like, it's easy to find. So. Okay. 
according to Sam's son, Ryan, a snowman caused Billy's death. Billy's parents, Jake and Sally, are then later murdered by the same snowman. So that was the axe. And then the wife got killed being strangled by the Christmas lights. Yeah. And her face was beaten into a box of ornaments. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Very brutal, yeah. Yeah, so she got all these... Sh- and she's the only one in the family who wanted to celebrate Christmas. You know, like, She's like, oh, why don't you turn on the lights? And the guy was like, he's depressed because his son died. And so he's and like... sister's no point. out with some dude. Yeah. Hours yeah. after her brother died. Oh, yeah, yeah and the sister... Oh God, I hated her character too. But we'll we'll get to that. I, I yeah. just ugh. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a brutal death scene with the strangle strangling and the glass and the yeah, bulb like, going <laughs> into her mouth and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty long too. Just smashing, yeah. <laughs> smashing, yeah. like yeah. rubbing her, rubbing your head around in the glass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, FBI agents Manners and Stone arrive in Snowminton and convince the sheriff to put the town on a 24-hour curfew, sending his officers out to get all the townspeople. Uh, Deputy Chris Pullman is killed when the snowman runs the officer over with a police cruiser. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, Billy older Billy's older sister Jill, played by Shannon Elizabeth, and her boyfriend Tommy sneak into the sheriff's home to steal his wine and have sex as revenge for her brother's death. I mean, why would she, that's creepy? That's weird behavior. Like, why would you go back into the house? Where your brother, your little brother died to have sex with your boyfriend and get drunk. Like that's the same day that that happened. Like literally the same day that that happened where your brother was murdered with a, with a sled. Like, oh, like what the hell? You know, yeah. like and even her boyfriend has like, it thinks it's weird. Like, but he yeah. does it anyway because he just wants to get laid. So it's like, whatever. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what were you about to say? I was did you reading that? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the snowman kills Tommy. Uh, he like shot out icicles, mm, like he's fucking yeah. Spider Man icicles. <laughs> he, he skewers them through the chest and through the cranium, and yeah. you can see some little bits of brain bubbling out the back. Pretty, yeah, pretty, that. pretty juicy. <laughs> uh. And then pretends to be bathwater to lure in Jill, solidifying around her and <laughs> proceeding to, to rape and physically assault her, resulting in her death. <laughs> yeah, which my problem with that is that, okay, she just spent five minutes or however long it was blow drying her hair while her yeah. boyfriend was getting <laughs> slaughtered by, by icicles. And then she turns around and sees water in the tub. And for whatever, and for some reason, Decides to get back into the tub and submerge the water that she just dried. Yeah. Like I don't understand why she did that. I didn't pick up on that. That's funny. Yeah. 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 And and you know she yeah he skewers her 
you know, in her area with the carrot. So yeah, we watch a snowman rape Shannon Elizabeth, and then, <laughs> and there's one part. There's another part that was really confusing where um, she's like freaking out and like wa- waving her head back and forth, and then it cuts to a shot of the out of the outdoors, and there's a window, yeah. and she's waving her hand in front of it, and the other guy waves back. But then it cuts back inside of the bathtub, and her hands are like inside. Like he's her her arms and legs are totally like inside of his body. Like he's like the snow is like on top of like overimposing over her. Like she's actually inside. She's locked in, and yeah. so she can't be waving her arms and hands around <laughs> like out the window. So like, how did he even <laughs> see that? Like, that was confusing. Like, I just didn't understand what was going on. And then she dies, and then he says a joke. He's, like, smoking a cigarette. What does he say? Like, I'll visit you on my on our honeymoon or something. I, I don't remember. Uh, <clears throat> or I'll write you on our honeymoon. Like, yeah. Something stupid. Yeah. And, oh, there was that, I was going <laughs> to say, there was that funny, they undressed in the kitchen and forever. They had so many layers. It was like a five-minute scene of them stripping off their layers. Yeah, that was. Which, by the way, like, is now the time to comment on the um, the scenery, or should we wait to the end? You can comment on it. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> okay, so apparently this film was was filmed during a drought. Um, <clears throat> And the temperature was actually like pretty hot. Um, yeah, I did notice like at one scene he tripped over some fake snow that was like a just like a carpet type fake snow, like the sheriff. Well, I that's actually. That. I mean that's that's the question that I actually kind of want to ask was was there any real snow in this movie? I didn't think so. Maybe very minimal, but. I don't know. I doubt it. it I mean, fake to me, yeah. Maybe when they were just making snowballs like at the beginning, when he was making the snowman. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> a little bit. He made the this snow movie. Boobs. What's yeah? What's the difference between a snow woman and the snowman? Snowballs. Snow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snow boobs. I think no snowballs. Yeah, but there, but the, he also made oh, snow made boobs snow on the snowman, boobs, snowman, yeah. or snow woman, or snow, snow madam, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> he called it. Like, <clears throat> anyway, uh, snowman returns to the police cruiser to the station, finally confronting Sam. Agent Stone reveals himself to be a representative of the genetic research company that created the chemicals and reveals oh. that the snowman is mutated Jack Frost. And by the way, can I just say that that guy who was like pursuing him, like he had like the one of the worst beards I've ever seen. Like if that, I mean, if that was his, re- like if that was his real beard, I feel, I feel bad for like criticizing it, but like, it, that beard, like it looked like a cray pear beard, um, but it like in a like it was it had like weird positioning. It was like he had use, he had like use near his lips, like <laughs> hair use, 
and, and it just didn't look right and it was so distracting whenever i saw his face <laughs> like maybe like maybe it's just me but it bothered the crap out of me when i was watching it i was like what what's going on with that like wh- what are you doing you know like was that a real beard? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I missed but it. I feel really bad. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm wondering if I'm the only person that noticed that. Like, I or didn't. If I I'm... didn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe I'm just being too much of a stickler. Uh, he also reveals that the human soul exists as a chemical and that the acid was going to be used to contain DNA in case of a nuclear holocaust. They attempt to destroy Jack by blowing him up uh, by releasing aerosol cans in the police station and firing a bullet at him, but to no avail. That was like a whole 15-minute segment. That was a long one, yeah. <laughs> they were like yeah. suffocating themselves with the cans. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, don't forget the key. Oh, yeah, that was fucking dumb. <laughs> Took and me then, a good minute and a half to grab the key. Yeah. That, none of that would have happened if you just fucking grabbed it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, they then use blow dryers to drive Jack into a furnace. Oh, that, they jump right to there, I guess. No, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not, I guess. Hmm. Because it did, you know, he had like three deaths. Yeah, because because that, that explosion made him all messed up looking too. Yeah, he's like, um, Ed was yeah. the Picasso size. made a Picasso <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah, and then came back as a giant snowball, just plowing through the door. Oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I like that scene where he had the big teeth. I was into that. I wanted to see more of that. You see, that was cool. Like why that this film could have had more of that sort of thing where you got the giant monster teeth ripping people to shreds and stuff like because I got tired of the icicles and this goofy like death scene like it was kind of like all right I've already watched Friday the Thirteenth like you know I kind of want to see some like more gnarly type stuff you know and and so I like that part it was like ooh yeah I was waiting for him to rip someone's head off. Yeah. That would have been awesome. I was waiting for a scene that did happen. Because mm. <clears throat> okay, it's the next, I think it'll probably say it next anyway. Because um, it is established that he can melt and then, you know, reform. I thought he was, yeah. I thought it was going to happen with, uh, what's her face, Shannon Elizabeth, when she was in the bathtub, that he would just explode out of her. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't. It happens with that science dude, though. Yeah, he, yeah. he's like walking all funny, and his face is all messed up, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck this!" And then just yeah. starts like, like the science guy just starts vomiting out snow, and then yeah, he just he doesn't literally explode out of him, but but he like barfs out pretty like close. A, yeah, he barfs out a carrot or something. Like it was, it was like um. It was like that scene in the stuff where that one character that one character like is like trying to tell the main character like what's going on and suddenly he starts like going like and foaming at the mouth and his neck starts bulging and then his head breaks off and all that weird stuff happens and the alien monster white goose stuff crawls out of his body and attacks the characters like it does like a dozen times in that movie. (laughs) Yeah. 
um yeah it was like that kind of death scene you know except instead of all that it, he like barfs out a carrot which then yeah. reforms into a monster snowman <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah they then use blow dryers to drive jack into a furnace which evaporates the snowman jack condenses killing stone and wounding manners uh, Jack traps Sam and Ryan within his car, but Sam escapes by inadvertently throwing the oatmeal that Ryan made at him, uh, burning the snowman's head. Yeah. Uh, Ryan put antifreeze in the oatmeal, believing it could help keep his father from getting cold. <laughs> right. Which I, that was funny. I did laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> what if he did eat that? <laughs> I know that like that's the, that was my first thought is like his son could have killed him if he yeah. was stupid enough to actually eat what he his son made. He was going to, he threw him away too. He's like, I'm not eating this. And then he was like, ah, I feel bad. Oh. And picked it out of yeah. the trash. And then his guilt would have killed him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That would have been really sad, honestly. <laughs> Wonder what them gingerbread cookies he was making was oh, had God, in right? it. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, antifreeze. Probably. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam tells his friend Paul Davro to fill the bed of his truck with antifreeze. Jack chases Sam through the halls of a church and finally catches him driving an icicle into his chest and almost killing him. The truck full of antifreeze arrives just in time, however, and Jack and Sam crash through a window and into the truck's bed. Jack Frost melts in the antifreeze and the antifreeze is poured back into the containers. Oh, but before that happens, the son, for whatever reason, gets attacked by an arm. Yes. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Wraps around him. <laughs> yeah. Arm yeah. Arm yeah. Down. And so then the son has to get, gets the, you know, gets thrown into the antifreeze. Yeah, it looks like they're just dunking yeah. the kid in. <laughs> yeah. He looks so it's surprised. Yeah. He's getting baptized in antifreeze, and then the father and then the snowman melts, and the father and son embrace and take way too long getting out of the antifreeze, which is not good for the skin. Yeah, honestly, he like kisses his wife with antifreeze all over him. Yeah, like these people are are, are idiots. They're idiots. Unless, unless he wanted revenge for his kid for putting antifreeze in oatmeal. So he just started yeah. dunking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you were about to talk about the ending. Oh, yeah. he Jack Frost melts in the antifreeze, and the antifreeze is poured back into the containers and buried deep under the ground of Snowminton. Sam's wife, Anne, realizes that the state police are on the way. When Paul asks Sam what they're going to tell them, Sam says, well, tell them that it's too late. However, one of the containers is shown to be bubbling, revealing Jack is still alive. Yep. Yep. And I wanted there, to make a franchise out of it. There yep, was a sequel. Yes, indeed. Re- yep. Jack Frost to Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Which they only added because um, they started to realize that um, people could have gotten the sequel confused as being a sequel to the Michael Keaton Jack Frost because the cover of Jack Frost 2 has a snowman on it that looks kind of like the 
I mean, the snowman looks a little bit like the snowman and Jack Frost because it has like a round head and like button eyes and all that stuff. Like it looks like, like a all snowman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and so like people, so like there was some concern that people were going to think the sequel to Jack Frost is a sequel to the Michael Keaton movie. <laughs> that they weren't concerned the first time. Because these had to be in production at, at yeah. least <clears throat> on the like going around at the same time if they were, came out so close to each other. Yeah. yeah. Surprised <laughs> they were even allowed to name it the same and shit. Yeah. Well, I actually decided to rewatch the Michael Keaton Jack Frost movie just for fun. Like, and I, so I rewatched it after I watched this. Like, and, um, I mean, it's it's also like kind of a terrible shitty movie <laughs> but um but i will but okay i will give it credit for one thing though i would say that it is a scarier movie than the 1997 jack frost movie but having said that the 1997 jack frost movie is a funnier movie <laughs> than the 1998 jack frost family comedy family <laughs> comedy like it's just interesting that i found that the 1998 film to be more terrifying on an emotional level than this movie like and i just kind of wonder <laughs> you know misplaced values much like <laughs> i don't know didn't that jack frost didn't he have <laughs> stick arms yes i think that's that one been, difference that would have been so much better in this if he had stick arms yeah yes <laughs> agreed agreed because like the snowman in this movie was like oven had mitts. like yeah <laughs> white oven mitts yeah yeah it kind of looked like the stay puff marshmallow man yeah. like although then again so did the michael keaton snowman actually now that i think about it oh and that movie has snow boobs in it too of course and it has <laughs> snowball jokes like it you know Joseph Cross wanders around looking confused. Um, I mean, the whole movie is pretty much about a kid ha- like his father dies in a in a freak accident that takes place off screen, and then he comes back as a snowman, and then the kid proceeds to have to re-experience watching his father die again. Only in this case, he he melts as a snowman, and it's like it's really sad. Honestly, I don't like it. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that one. Yeah, we used to have it on VHS at my parents. I don't remember much about it. <laughs> yeah, I remember like uh, the only thing I remember is like a snowball fight scene when he like turned his arm, stick arms, and like machine gun hands. Yeah, yeah, to fight the bullies. Yeah, you know? and then the ho- then the head bully eventually does the right thing later on in the movie and helps the kid try to save his dad even though it's meaningless because he ends up melting anyway spoiler alert for jack frost <laughs> yeah. um i mean it's a really sad movie like and like also michael key but okay i still have the audio cassette tape of jack frost soundtrack with the sticker on the front of it that says featuring music by michael keaton I still have that on, on a cassette tape and I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it, but I know I have it somewhere because I've seen it somewhere in my house, but everything's a mess right now. 
and uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so I, I was gonna grab it to show it off, but oh well, you know. But it also has, it, yeah, it has a bunch of different music in it. it has um, Hanson, it has the, what's it, the Dixie Chicks. It has like, yeah, it's a funky, funky soundtrack. So I think I've, I may have talked about it before. I don't know. Yeah. But right. anyway, Jack yeah, back to, yeah, back to this movie. Yeah. So anyway, so let's elaborate. What, what, let's share our thoughts and feelings. I thought it was pretty fun. Cool yeah. kills. Yeah. Some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gave it a three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked it was campy and but self aware as well. So it was fine. Yeah. Fun I don't know, like leprechaun y chucky type horror. Yeah. Mm, I'd give it a yeah, middle of the road, two and a half, I guess fine yeah it's kind of a mixed bag from me i mean there's like there's things about it i like like i like the rustic feel i like the sort of cheap cheapness of it like the dirty cheapness of it um i wouldn't call this a horror movie i'd call it a horror themed comedy like because i found it funny honestly like for, because of how like sort of deadpan it was at times like i found it kind of funny in the same way i found ice cream man funny you know it's just kind of like a quirky little like goofy dumb like b movie that is just like not really particularly good or anything but i still you know enjoy bits and pieces of it um and then but then there were aspects of it that i found really annoying the death scenes like a lot of them were missed opportunities um I, I didn't like the characters. I mostly kind of was more into watching them die than I was watching them try to solve the situation of this mutant killer snowman. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I don't know. I, I didn't, I really didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy the plot a whole lot. Like I didn't enjoy it as a movie, but I enjoyed the cheap, the cheap low rent quality of it a lot like yeah. i like how the the kid like he witnesses a bully be decapitated in front of his very eyes and then the rest of the movie, the movie he's like mm, whatever yeah. it's like the ryan gosling character basically like in uh only god forgives where he just wanders around going like oh like almost <laughs> caring but not quite like yeah yeah, I mean that's like with most slashers, just like I'm just in it for the the kills and stuff, you know. Yeah. Same story, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The kills got better as they went along. I liked some of the kills. I so I liked some more than others. The the bathtub thing was stupid. The the um I thought the the axe thing was I didn't like that. Uh, the part where the guy puked out the carrot was all right. That was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. The car thing, getting the guy getting run over, it's like same old, same old. I've seen that in a million, millions of these movies. Um, I don't know. The gore, the gore was plentiful. You know, I like the brains sticking out of the icicle. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd give it maybe like a two, you know, one to do, one to a two, you know, maybe 
maybe two and a half. Mm -hmm. About what I'd okay. give the 1998 version. Huh? All right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Cool. So now let's discuss your choice, Nick. <clears throat> Okay, my choice. Uh, it was what, Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Lifetime movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of it when I chose it. but it... Yeah, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, same. But I'm not surprised either. Uh, it's yeah. a, a movie that is centered around the internet meme grumpy cat cat mm. or at least a look alike um it was it tartar sauce or was it a not i i mean i'm not sure i know that cat died but i don't yeah. know if it was before or after this movie wikipedia, oh, I, it was... wikipedia says grumpy cat as herself okay so maybe cool. it was her <laughs> <laughs> She didn't really do much, but you know, I guess I guess that's the point, though. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's cool, though, that they actually got the real grumpy cat. Although there aren't a lot of cats that look like that. They have that kind of dwarfism, like you know. So yeah, it would have been hard to replace. Yeah, so you, <laughs> definitely unique face. Points points for that. Mm -hmm. um, takes place in christmas time uh he they grumpy cat she lives in a pet store in the mall um mm -hmm. she's doing her usual grumpy it's played uh by aubrey plaza as well yeah uh, which was funny fit i guess <clears throat> it does because she kind of acts like a cat like she sort of has the same mannerisms of a lot of cats and stuff like she just sort of behaves as like in a cryptic cryptic manner you know, and so like I I I get the intention behind casting her as as the grumpy cat. Although mm -hmm. the thing is, though, she does the voice of the cat. She doesn't actually act like the cat. And although you know, I'm not going to complain about Aubrey Plaza doing voice work. Although I don't know, I kind of would have <laughs> preferred like if there was at least one scene where she like dressed up like a cat like just <laughs> like just to, just to see it happen just because like this movie already knew what it was yeah. and i and it, it should have reached a point where it decided to really dig down and really try to do something that would like get people like to never forget this movie but instead lifetime kind of played it safe a little bit they kind of were like oh know, okay uh... you know yeah they could have done right. that too because it had a well yeah it was self-aware and made fun of itself that it was a lifetime movie the whole time yeah so yeah i could have seen that um yeah because yeah, there, there was even that one when they're doing like the intros of all the animals uh they showed aubrey plaza in the, like the sound booth and saying oh and here comes the uh you know the main character of this movie that's second build behind me aubrey plaza as yeah. grumpy cat <laughs> yeah she you know it's like um she can act i mean i've seen her do some good work before like i i love that one movie what was it the um 
I forget what it's called. The where she plays the internet stalker. Um, oh. Shit, what was that? One yeah, called? that time travel yeah. looking movie yeah. or about that time tra- traveling dude. <laughs> um, I'm not sure actually. It the I forget which one I it, oh, In- Ingrid, Ingrid goes, goes west. west. Yeah. yeah. I immediately okay, yeah, Ingrid goes west. That was the one I was thinking of. I'm not sure time travel. Oh, oh, that might be safety not guaranteed. Yeah, that one. That's okay, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. She was in that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. No. Night, of course, like her in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how much acting she's doing in that, I don't know. She's, uh, kinda... she's going to be in a Guy Rich movie soon, apparently. Ooh, nice. That's cool. Excellent. Oh man, I want to see. I want to see Guy Ritchie do like Guy another Ritchie movies. Yeah, like I want to see him do another one of those like old school gangster mm-hmm. epics. Like I Me miss too. those so much. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, so she's in the pet store and she doesn't like the pets because they're all happy and she's not. Like, yeah. She doesn't like dogs and. Yeah. yeah, just some jokes here and there. Um she's been adopted and resold back to the place yeah uh and the plot is around that goes around the or revolves around the movie is that the store is going under and uh the pet the owner i don't know somehow came into this dog that's worth a million bucks like some yeah special, special breed dog uh so he's gonna sell that dog and I don't know, keep the store open. Um and we're intru- yeah, we're introduced to the little girl. Um she apparently knows everybody in, in the mall, all the workers. Uh I don't know how or why, but she does. <laughs> she just there's like a scene of her just walking through the mall saying hi to everyone. It's a mall rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's- laughs> The movie takes place in a fantasy world in which malls are still like the place to be. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, pretty much. You know, it's interesting actually in a way. And she also has like the gift of um, uh, understanding. Wait, what is it? Like she, it's like Doctor Doolittle. Um, no, she gets she wishes upon. A, oh, that's it. A coin. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, getting... Well, there's Mean Girls, too, in there that she's getting picked on by. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there's the B storyline of her mom and some elf having a Christmas party, and Grumpy Cat even says, like, pops them and says, this is the B storyline, no one cares, I'm not in it. Blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, they're, like, having a conversation, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... <clears throat> But yeah, what happens is she is just chilling after she got picked on by the mean girls. And then another Santa who wasn't the one she knew just strolls up on her and yeah. gives her gives her a coin to to wish upon. Yeah. He, <laughs> and, and then he like tries to hide or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I did yeah. laugh a few times at this movie for their jokes, and that was one of them. <laughs> it was just, yeah. 
so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of the jokes were low hanging fruit, but I still, <laughs> I did chuckle at some of the like the sight gags, and and I mean, I am, I am a cat fan, and even though, um, I wouldn't say that this movie necessarily delivered on the on the cat front side yeah. of things. I did enjoy seeing the grumpy cat. Like, I did enjoy seeing that that face, you know, because it is a car- <laughs> it is a really cute, charming face. Like the big, weird looking like cheeks and the just the whiskers and just i don't know i mean that 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 cat had character yep and that santa was played by russell peters who i knew Mm. from just general he's a stand-up comedian and i like him from his stand-up work so he played that santa which was supposed to be a real santa i guess (laughs) i guess so because he gave her a magical coin and she wished that she would have a friend and it worked and that friend was Grumpy Cat. Yes. Which it makes sense because like the girl is smart. Grumpy Cat is smart. You know, so it, you know, they do make a good pair ultimately. Yeah. At first I thought she could hear all the animals because she was like reacting to them I thought. Yeah, that's what um, I thought too. Well, then it just turned out just to be a grumpy cat that she could hear and understand and talk to. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, and then there's act breaks also, just commercial breaks, obviously. Because yeah. it goes yeah. to, like, the blank slate, and then grumpy cat also, also when it comes back every time, grumpy cat does a little recap of what we just saw. Yeah. 20, it was so dumb and yeah a lot of time filler in this movie (laughs) well that's the thing i mean um the movie sort of felt almost like a uh what do you call it um like a youtube video extended to feature length like it, it had like um maybe about 45 minutes worth of plot of like you know home alone type hijinks I wish there was more of that. Yeah. That's what I thought like, they might try for. I, I think it, it would have <laughs> I think it would have made sense to sort of focus more on that rather than um dwell so much on the fact that it's a grumpy cat movie. Like it's like <laughs> they gotta sell the merch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like, you know, I don't always like when movies do that kind of thing. Like one of the problems I had with that Cat in the Hat movie with Mike Myers. Well, I mean, I had a lot of problems with that movie, but <laughs> um, but one of the biggest problems I had with it was how it kind of it kind of became a like a cynical exercise. Like it sort of became less about the like the the fantastical like world of Doctor Seuss and more about like oh it's a cat in the hat movie this is crazy you know and it's like constantly like reminding you that it's like universal constantly reminding you that it's like mike myers constantly reminding you that it's like dr seuss and it's like okay that's kind of tiresome like i kind of just want to like not think about all that stuff i don't want to necessarily think about and so the parts of this movie i enjoyed actually the most were yeah like you say were the home alone type of things where they were like there was the two there was those two musicians which were i actually found them really quite funny um yeah yeah funny i like them yeah 
I mean, it was definitely dorky, like a Lifetime movie, but it was, you know, it was funny to like watch their banter. And, you know, I could sort of, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I didn't like them as characters, but at the same time, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed watching them. I wanted the movie to kind of be about them in a way, but it was following the girl who, you know, I still cared about because it's like, obviously, you know, she wants a friend. She talks to a cat. It's like, you got to accomplish something throughout the course of this movie. So, yep. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So she leaves. Yeah. She's at the party. She leaves the party to go hang out with Grumpy Cat. Uh, yeah. She's, I don't know, stole a key from the, uh, I don't know, the, her boss just to chill with Grumpy Cat. And then the, the two rockers. They come back because they need money for a to get their band, I guess, started or whatever. They want to go on tour and get a tour bus. Mm. They come in because they somehow heard about this expensive dog. She, they witnessed the whole thing. Uh, one funny line I wrote down is like because oh. the dumb, the dumb musician. They left their keys back in the uh the. the uh, the pet store and grumpy cat yeah. like, hey she says oh the girl takes the keys and oh they left their keys here and then the grumpy cat was just like oh put them back they're gonna need them <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs> yeah yeah there were some pretty funny lines like that and you know yeah. the banter the characters back and forth stuff was great yep and then yeah there was the uh chase through the mall home alone type stuff they go into a sporting goods uh, mm-hmm. store yeah uh, she shoots them a bunch up with paintball which wasn't her obviously it was some other actress <laughs> which i would have you know, if, if i was that kid acting i would be like what the hell why can't i shoot a paintball gun because yeah. i don't think it's- they're illegal for kids to shoot <laughs> They shouldn't be. I mean, they. I feel like the movie should have pointed that out. They should have been like, "Why aren't they? What? Why can't Lifetime just let a kid shoot a paintball gun? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't like may the this movie Grumpy Cat should have gone further. Grumpy Cat should have <clears throat> Grumpy Cat should have criticized everything, like every possible little thing, like even Lifetime and television. And the reason people even watch these movies in the first place and the reason people watch Lifetime Christmas movies like Nine Lives of Christmas and stuff. Like, I think if they really wanted to sell the grumpy cat thing, they could have done it in a way that wasn't necessary. That wouldn't necessarily be cynical because it would be it would still be in the spirit of grumpy cat. And it would be more like oh yeah, we still love the holiday. We still love all this stuff, but we've all had these thoughts here and there once in a while. Like I'm sure plenty of people have been like, oh, I'm going to watch a Lifetime movie and it's probably going to be dumb because it's a Lifetime movie, but I want to watch something dumb, so I'll watch it. Like, I feel like the movie should have should have had a little bit more fun with that, but that's all right. I mean, yeah, it could have definitely gone other ways, but it was yeah. at the end of the day, a Lifetime movie. Yeah. Chose to stay traditional. Yeah. Um... And then, okay, so the plot thickens and it turns out that the security guard that she uh, 
you know, was friends with as well. Turns out to be the mastermind of this whole dog theft thing. So that keeps on continuing on and on. That confused me. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what? Why? Oh, you need 20 more minutes? That's why. Well, and also, like, okay, so if he's the mastermind, you see, I'm confused now, because why were they tying him up earlier? Like, (laughs) I don't know. That's what that was my (laughs) first question. Okay. Okay, that's a relief. Yeah, I don't know why. And I, I assume it's just to make it look like somebody okay. came in and did it. But the way they did it, like they because they did shoot the sh- like shoot it like him being a buffoon and getting tied up and him them ripping all the shit out like they were yeah. actually, you know, doing the thing <clears throat> instead of just pretending. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like and all and like if he was if he's the mastermind behind the whole thing, they would be privy to it. Because otherwise, like the whole thing would just go wrong. So like it doesn't make sense for him to go along with getting kidnapped only for him to just like that no, that's stupid, you know? Or he could have been like, Hey, I'm watching the monitors, you left your fucking keys. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> move, movies over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah i mean the movie could have gone in a number of different avenues a few times the movie actually sort of explores them and touches on them though in sort of like a little wayne's world type of way you know kind of cute kind of charming kind of funny yeah like when they go in when they first break in i was like oh why is this door unlocked anyway mm. and then the, the guys make a joke i'm oh yeah the, the door was unlocked because we need it to be or this movie wouldn't go anywhere yeah and then grumpy cat does that a bunch too throughout the movie There's peppers yeah it's like oh this is because it needs to be in here yeah being witty hey he yep uh hmm. i don't know the dog runs off a bunch too while it's being under the capture of these guys oh yeah the dog ends up kind of being the, like the most problematic character in the whole movie really <laughs> yeah yeah um so the they they're they're escaping they're escaping and then they steal um like just one of those show cars and the girl and grumpy cat steal a show car which this is one thing i thought they would have done should have done is have grumpy cat still drive the car yeah but it because they seem it seemed like it was gonna go that way, but no, it was just a fake a fake out. And another yeah. one that was fake. They had a couple of those where it was like, no, that was just Jumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat's dream, of course. How yeah. can you reach? <laughs> oh, she said, how can you reach the pedal? You can't even. And then Grumpy Cat was just like, oh, now that you said it, we can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I like I, I think. Um, the cat kind of got shifted around in different positions throughout the course of the whole film and like it's like in baskets and stuff like that and every time it kind of has the same expression and um you know so i think the voice work actually sort of did do a lot for the characters like and for the plot like it actually did sort of keep certain it got the emotional stakes moving at least so yeah so at least there was an intention behind it so, so. Yep. 
uh and there was that there also was that little bit where she was driving out but she opened the door instead of driving through the the glass door and grumpy cat explained that we don't have the budget for it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then at the end of the chase scene the uh the the bad guys crash into like a, a fake little hut thing like a security hut at the entrance of the parking lot yeah grumpy cat says yeah we didn't have the budget for the big glass thing but we do have the budget for this fake little set so <laughs> another of its many winks to the, yeah. broke the fourth wall fucked on. yeah it was like a metaphysical exercise in like yeah this movie sucks but <laughs> you know fuck it you're still watching it even (laughs) at the beginning of the movie Aubrey Plaza is like it's a grumpy cat movie like it's obviously not going to be good but you're going to watch it anyway like you know Uh many times throughout they say that this is a shitty lifetime movie that you're watching anyway yeah yeah there was like I don't know the the the, 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 the owner I guess was crying or something maybe and it was like, oh, don't get sappy or whatever. And Grumpy Cat was just like, oh, wait, no, this is a Lifetime movie. Yeah, you can get sappy. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, it ends with that giant car chase. Well, not giant because it was <laughs> stupid as fuck. But it yeah. ends in a car chase scene. and uh... It's a good enough car chase. <laughs> yeah, you could tell it was real slow because they sped it up because the girl was just driving around in a circle around the uh, the guys yeah. which um okay i was confused by that because she, okay so she's she looked junior high age or middle she's school like age. 12 or 13 i think they said okay so how did she learn to drive like because she drove pretty competently like <laughs> i mean they make a joke of it too at, like oh they do? she does yeah they she she like pulls oh, okay. out and does that like uh handbrake fucking turn to block the entrance and grumpy cat was like oh have you done this before <laughs> oh yeah okay that's so, and she yeah. was saying she's even saying oh this is my first time driving and shit so oh yeah well, okay, cool. Who knows? She pulled. Well, that was a pretty solid first try. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it and it ends ends with the girl getting Grumpy Cat for Christmas, which is a beautiful ending. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin McAllister's dad says, "You spent nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars on road service." <laughs> which is actually not a lot of money when you consider the fact that he he got lost in new york and could have died i would say i would say 967 dollars like wow like he was actually like that was that's like on the cheap side like he could have spent way more than that yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) oh well anyway uh Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat. There's <laughs> not much to say about it. Lifetime movie. Yeah. It was funny enough. I got some chuckles out of it. Um, yeah. It knew what it was. It knew what it was doing. 
It was very self-aware. Aubrey Plaza was pretty funny. Yeah. The kid actor wasn't bad either. Yeah. All the acting really wasn't all that bad, actually. Now that I think of it for a Lifetime Mm -hmm. movie. Right. But it definitely dragged on for longer than it should have. Could have easily fitted in like uh, 50 minutes. But Mm. like, I even wonder if they parted it out into a couple episodes strung out because of those recaps they did. I was like, yeah. why are you recapping what just happened? I mean, I, like, like literally maybe... what just happened. I don't need to, like, even if it was a three minute commercial break or whatever, like, they're still recapping the last 15 minutes of what, what just happened. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Maybe, so maybe Lifetime they, has, yeah. oh. just like, maybe they strung it out over a week or something. I don't know how the yeah. fucking it originally aired, but it's also possible that, um, Lifetime, they have fewer commercial breaks than a lot of shows, but they their commercial breaks are extended. Perhaps like maybe they're like more like five or six minute commercial breaks, mm-hmm. but they they parse them out over the course of like maybe thirty like forty minute increments rather than, than the typical like fifteen to twenty increments that a lot of channels do. Like maybe that was I why did, they did that. I, I did timestamp the first one. It was exactly twenty one <laughs> minutes in. So. Oh okay. Well then never mind. <laughs> but the other ones I don't know how long they were but I was like, oh yeah here's yeah. a commercial for what have okay. been yeah well um okay oh, yeah. but I'd, I'd give it like two stars I guess. All right. Gave me some chuckles. That's good. Good. Um I mean Here's my problem is that like, like my one of my least favorite kind of movies is like talking baby movies and talking animal movies. Like I don't mind all of them, the but the problem is that I feel like a lot of them never really quite like get to the essence of how an animal would really think. You know, at least in my view. And now, and obviously, like there's a time and place for that. Like you know, um, Incredible Journey homeward bound like that's an example of that type of thing where it's it's done in sort of a, a charming sort of way where it's like put at um attributing human elements to dog and cat characteristics and kind of maybe thinking of maybe what they would think in human terms rather than in animal terms it's kind of fun to see that sort of thing and uh babe also did it there's always there's always movies that do that sort of thing and they're fine but then when it comes to stuff where it's like animals and they're like kind of saying and doing and thinking inconsequential stuff, that's when I start getting a little bit more frustrated. And like the Garfield movies sort of did that a little bit. Like the Garfield movies also had like other stuff going on in them that was at least compelling enough that it wasn't like too annoying. But then there were the like, same all- director. Yeah. Oh, okay. That all right. At least all for right. the second one, I don't know. The the second one was directed by this the guy that directed this one. Okay, and I think the first one was by the guy that did the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, or maybe yep, this was, the same maybe guy. The same guy. One. He did. Oh, okay. He did Alvin and the Chipmunks, and then yeah, the second Lost in Two Cities, <laughs> Garfield. Yeah, a Tale of Two Kitties. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dumb shit. I've seen them. I've seen them both. I've seen them both more than once, actually. I've yeah, not not by choice. 
No, he did, he did yeah. both, both of those yeah. and this. Yeah. Um, I would say this. I I mean, I don't know. It's like barely even a movie to me. Like, it's kind of, I enjoyed the jokes. I enjoyed the, the punchlines. Um, but the movie tries to kind of have it both ways a little bit. It tries to sort of have a, do the Home Alone hijinks thing, but it can't go too far because it's a lifetime movie, you know. But so then it decides to kind of poke fun of it at itself. And, you know, it takes that approach, which is fun in its own way, but it doesn't really go far enough in doing that, like, it, to really be meaningful. It kind of resulted in something that was sort of unmemorable a little bit, um, at least in my view, although I won't, I wouldn't say it's badly made. Um, but the problem is that the life, lifetime, the lifetime, um, it, it's confined within the lifetime formula. And it's a lifetime movie that knows it's a lifetime movie, but it doesn't really go far enough and sort of poking fun at it to really be memorable or, or fun. You know, it ends up sort of falling into the same tropes. Like, yeah, it's announcing those tropes. Yeah, it's, it's you know, speaking them loud and clear, but it's also still following the formula too. So it's sort of a frustrating thing to watch in a way. Mm -hmm. um, even though I do enjoy Aubrey Plaza, you know, she does the best she can with what she has to work with. Um, I mean, I want to, I want to be generous. I want to give it like credit for being self-aware. I want to give it credit for um, having fun for what it is. But at the same time, like, I barely even remember most of what happens in it. <laughs> it didn't stick with me. Like, <laughs> and you just finished watching it too. Exactly. Like I, I was a little late um, recording this because I was watching the Grumpy Cat movie, and uh, I and I was paying attention to it. I was entertained by it. I did chuckle at it, but now I barely remember it. Like, and so. That's really my review. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I don't know. I don't want to give it a one because I want to enjoy what it is. But I, but if I gave it more than a one, I, I'd feel weird because it's like, what am I recommending? Like, you know, but, at the, but I don't know. That's the thing though. Like, so, that's just me. Like, I, I often don't remember these kinds of things very much because I often sort of I get so frustrated with the lifetime formula I I often don't remember most lifetime movies like I don't even remember the uh, recipe for love um, Mario or not the recipe for love Mario what the heck was it recipe for um, a, seduction yeah <laughs> there you go a recipe for seduction I, I barely remember that the only yeah. part I remember is the gay best friend who delivers cupcakes like that <laughs> I don't even remember that yeah. <laughs> yeah. but anyway what are your thoughts Zach I am curious uh, uh, I'll be honest I hated it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of checked out once I found out it was a lifetime movie because, like oh. you said, they're very, they stick to a formula, and I fucking hate that formula. Yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate how how meta it was, though. That's good. But overall, yeah, it was, 
didn't enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What? How many stars would you give it out of five? Like one. <laughs> I think I gave it a half star on Letterboxd. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I could probably give it a one. Like yeah. after after realizing like <laughs> how meta it was. Yeah. I I did appreciate that though. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I mean, I don't think I would give it a half star. I don't think I like that. Well, okay, no, no, because it wasn't food fight bad. Like they, <laughs> because food fight. Food Fight was, in my view, literally hard to watch. Like it was, it, it caused me pain to to look at. Yes, you know, yes. And, and to me, like that's something that I can't I can't praise. But this, I <laughs> this this didn't cause me pain. This caused me, this caused me some some joy. You know, I I did experience emotions of joy looking at the grumpy cat's, you know, charming face. Yeah, was, and the close-ups yeah <laughs> that was another thing why i didn't like it i'm not a cat person so yeah I, <laughs> I love cats and i love dogs i i love all animals in the animal kingdom you know uh it, it, but i don't like the movie milo and otis um i would say this movie that's a movie i'd give a half a star to this <laughs> this, this is this is better than milo and otis in my opinion Milo notice is hard to watch as a movie and then knowing what happens behind the scenes just makes it even worse but I'm not going to talk about that because I love you and this is a Christmas episode so. <laughs> but yeah Grumpy Cats worst Christmas ever not the worst Christmas movie I've ever seen um, I would say what else did I like this more than I like this more than Elves honestly but <laughs> That one like horror movie we watched with like the weird Nazis and the cat drowning and the incest and all that. I hated that movie. This, this was better than that in my view. I think it was better than Christmas Story 2. Oh yeah, yeah. This was definitely <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um yeah, I although both movies were about a main character wanted to get a car or wanted to drive a car so <laughs> they they have that in common so. yeah yeah all right so i guess that concludes our episode um and with that um yeah so sh- yeah i guess uh happy holidays merry christmas and love and peace yeah yeah happy holidays yeah, yeah. bye See ya.